This is Health Dose, a conversational podcast about your health. I'm Jerry O'Donnell. Today, we're going to talk about carpal tunnel syndrome. Blake Bergen is a physical medicine and rehabilitation physician. Health Dose asked Dr. Bergen, what is carpal tunnel syndrome? So the carpal tunnel is a space in the palm side of the wrist that has basically a collection of bones at the base of the wrist, and then there's a ligament that crosses over that collection of bones. And through that tunnel created by the ligament over the bones, you have a few of the tendons that pull your fingers into a fist, and then there's a nerve that accompanies those tendons. And that nerve, called the median nerve, supplies your thumb, index finger, and long finger. And so if that nerve gets pinched in that space, that's carpal tunnel syndrome. And typically the way it presents is that people have numbness in those fingers. And sometimes they get tingling. Sometimes it's painful. They wake up at night and it's uncomfortable. And so that's generally the way people present. And if it goes on long enough, they can actually start to lose muscle and get weakness and lose function in their hand. What kind of activities, what kind of things are people doing that might irritate a carpal tunnel syndrome? Well, the classic thing is forceful, repetitive movement. So people who are doing heavy work with wrenches and you know pipe fitters, those kinds of guys, electricians, are the most common. They get it because over time those structures get thicker and causes problems. People can get it from typing and just other lighter, repetitive movement type things, but also people can get it just from keeping their wrist in a funny position sleeping, for instance. They get their wrist cocked into that flexed position and it pinches the nerve over time. I'm thinking about myself using my cell phone and my boys using video games. Does that contribute to carpal tunnel syndrome? Yeah, it can. And some people are just more prone to getting it than others. It has to do with the structure of your wrist and it has to do with... Other things, metabolic things, and people who have diabetes are a lot more prone to getting carpal tunnel syndrome. So some people are just more likely to get it. So take me from the least invasive to a more invasive approach to treating carpal tunnel syndrome. If we catch it early, and, and particularly if it's a result of, you know, somebody spends a weekend playing Guitar Hero and they have symptoms after that, you can splint it with a carpal tunnel splint, which is something you can buy at any pharmacy, just a simple little device, and they're usually made out of canvas, and they have a little metal stay that holds your wrist in a neutral position, Velcro's on there, and your thumb and fingers are still free to move. So we tell people to wear a splint, and you wear it at least at night and as much as you can during the day, and that allows that nerve to rest and recover. And then on top of that, we typically tell people to take a vitamin B complex because that nutritional supplement is important for nerve health, helps the nerve recover. And then taking an anti-inflammatory medicine, so, you know, just over-the-counter leave, that kind of thing, on a regular basis for a couple of weeks, two to four weeks. And a lot of times that's enough to get somebody over the hump and they can do okay. The leave is for the swelling? Yeah. If you have swelling in a space... So even though, you know, we were talking about the anatomy of it and, and if that ligament is thick and it's compressing the space and then you have inflammation in that space causes swelling and that, that also compromises the space. So if you can reduce that swelling, then sometimes that'll get them over the hump. So it's a combination of resting it, reducing the inflammation, giving it the right nutrition. And then if that doesn't help, then the next step is you can put a needle in there and inject some cortisone into the space, and that can reduce the swelling further. It's just a more aggressive anti-inflammatory. And then if that doesn't help and somebody's still having symptoms, then last 
resort is to have somebody surgically go in and release that ligament. Basically, they're cutting through the ligament and opening the space. And it's a pretty simple little surgery. It's very effective. And, you know, if you can get away without it, it's nice. But if people are still having symptoms, it's a pretty effective surgery and pretty safe. Run me through those symptoms again. What would somebody with carpal tunnel syndrome be experiencing? Usually it's numbness in the hand. Classic is that it's supposed to involve the thumb through middle finger on the palm side. That's the distribution of that nerve. But oftentimes people come in and they say, I don't know, my hand's numb. And you ask them about specific, they can't really localize it. So basically numb hand on the palm side of the hand, tingling, sometimes it's painful. And then later on, people will notice difficulty with fine motor stuff. They have trouble buttoning buttons or zipping zippers, those kinds of things. And a lot of times people tell you they wake up with numbness or they have numbness when they're driving, those kinds of things. It's typical. So is that something I need to see my primary care provider for first, or can I come directly to you to to talk about? Either way, you could come directly to us. The definitive test is called an EMG test, where we send little pulses of electricity down to the nerve and measure the conduction through that space. And then we take this little acupuncture pin and put the pin in the muscle, and that'll tell us if the nerve is getting damaged. Mm -hmm. And it'll also allow us to assess the severity of the carpal tunnel. And that's what you do to decide how aggressive you need to be with treatment. That's like what an electrician or a radio engineer does. They put a probe on two ends of a wire and test the electric exactly. response. Exactly. And nerves are basically just like electrical wiring in us. And that's what we're doing is we're conducting and measuring the conductability of that nerve. That is physical medicine and rehabilitation physician, Dr. Blake Bergen. As always, if you have health concerns, the best place to start is your primary care provider. If you need help finding a primary care provider, go to midmichigan.org slash doctors. I'm Jerry O'Donnell. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you'll join us again soon for another episode of Health Dose.